Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were learning how it is a sin for a believer not to stand with someone who is making a stand for biblical righteousness. Let's continue with that message today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Sometimes it was this type reproach. Other times it was physical infliction of pain. It would be the same as what people today call hate speech. To call it sin and call people to repent of homosexuality or or abortion. Now, the Bible identifies it that way. And so we stand up preach, you know, about the sin of homosexuality or the sin of abortion. And that makes people mad. And some would even call it a hate speech. And so they want to reproach you and they want to do things to you. They want to afflict you. Do you realize that the Greek word here for afflictions is the same Greek word that is used and is translated in other parts of the New Testament? Tribulation. The Greek word for reproaches has the idea of unjust. It also shows it was a public thing. So publicly, you are a gazing stock. Publicly, they do these things to you. Reproaches and afflictions. Publicly, they do it. And it may even involve your family. It may involve people who were once called your friends, and and family and friends are suddenly reproaching you. The word companions, here in this verse, while she became companions of them that were so used, is defined as co-sharers in or partakers with someone else. In other words, they stood with those who took this bodily, and heavy persecution. It was the right thing to do, and it was important they do it. Now notice how the Bible explains this. Second Timothy four sixteen and 17, the apostle says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Now notice this next line. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Wow. When they could have stood with the man of God that was taking a stand against the sin and the unrighteousness and being persecuted, he was being persecuted, they didn't stand with him. And basically here it's being called a sin. Verse 17, Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. See, it's a sin 
for not standing for righteousness, and it's a sin not to stand with those who are standing for righteousness. Now look at verse 34 here, Hebrews chapter 10. For ye had compassion on me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Now, this shows how far this compassion was extended. Compassion has been defined as your pain in my heart. They not only say, I feel your pain, but they also allowed the spoiling of their own goods to try to help relieve that pain. You might say theirs was faith promise. They gave that it might help these men of God, even to the point they would do without to accomplish the mission of the Great Commission. But it's more than that. Spoiling in Greek has the idea of an unjust seizure of property. Just for the mere association in helping these apostles. But they had the Paul attitude of Philippians 3, verse 8, which says, Yea, doubtless, And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Wow, that's pretty hard language. Paul while he's a member of the Sanhedrin before salvation, was a well-to-do man. But he was willing to lose all of it and count it as cow manure. Dung. That he may win Christ. Not talking about after salvation getting saved again. But speaking more of being like Christ and making eternity all the more and pleasing God all the more. In Romans eight seventeen and 18, it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. All oh, some people have suffered greatly. I think that if you ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs, you'll find people that suffered greatly. Now, it's not that they just were in a ministry for a long time. Never mistake longevity for spirituality. True spiritual maturity can only be measured by one's adherence to the true. Believe and do. There are many that have been saved a long time, but in a ministry a long time. Yet they have less faith than those that are the newest converts. And they've done so much compromise, they can be used of God. There's an if here in Romans eight seventeen and 18. If so be that we suffer with, and that's the condition, that we're glorified together. In other words, he says, as bad as the suffering can be in this life, it'll seem minute in comparison to the greatness of the glory that we'll have in eternity with Christ as a joint heir with him. But if, if, see, some are saved so as by fire. 
you have eternity set in your heart, then by faith you endure all things in the power of Christ. For Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And you know beyond any shadow of a doubt, it is worth it all. This is how the early church saints endured unjust seizure of their property. And that leads to remembering your confidence in verses 35 through 37. Verse 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Now, confidence is the same Greek word as in verse 19 that was translated boldness. And the idea is your confidence is actually unreserved trust in God. It has nothing to do with arrogance at all, by the way. Therefore, you, sp- you speak freely to him because you have unreserved trust. You speak to him with all due reverence and respect, not arrogance, but you have unreserved trust. It's the same confidence by which we enter into the holy place, as we read back in chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, all via Jesus Christ and his capability. There is a great recompense of reward with this. People throw around the word great, and it really is not great although something may be good. But when the Almighty Creator creates the heaven and earth in six days and calls them good, and boy, we look and we see that great, magnificent beauty of the stars in the evening, and we travel and we see the great mountains and the beautiful foliage and all that we see, and he called that but good. Then what is it when God says something is great? Wow. And that's that new city, as Revelation describes it. We need to understand, however, the reward is not here, but the reward is to come. Again, these are words also of Jesus in Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all matter of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You see, faith is the eye that accepts this as reality and acts accordingly. Yes, the reward is great. So I'm going to be faithful no matter what man does. Now, whereas verses 29 through 31 warns of judgment consequence for our Christian failure, here we're being told of the great reward for our faithfulness and righteousness. So we're getting in this chapter both sides of the spectrum. Therefore, we need to be patient, as we see here in verse 36. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now, too often, there is a tendency to quit when we don't see immediate rewards. We've seen gazing stock, afflictions, and reproaches. But Romans 5, 3-5 says this, and not only so, but we glory in, now what do they glory in? Listen, we glory in 
tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Now we go through the tribulations that we might receive patience and know that when we look back, he was there all the time. But it is after, notice there, after ye have done the will of God. Not before. It's after you've done the will of God. That is why we say it's all about trusting Jesus all the way. Now, I'll see people get involved in ministry, and there'll be no funds for some of the things that need to be done, okay? And they'll spend their own money. And no one will seem to appreciate them spending their own money. And some will think they're crazy to do so. But when the heart's right, they know their work is not in vain. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light Broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation.